Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening to episode 218 of the Treaty Talk podcast with myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. This week, we're going to be looking ahead to the Hurlers' return to league action. Darren Lee side play Cork. We also look back on the Limerick Derry football game last weekend and on Beg, and also the Dubs coming into town this Sunday. Um, we have news in the football circles with under 20s, captains and vice captains announced. And we also had a big win for Brough over the weekend as they were crowned Munster champions. So stay tuned for all that and more. The impression the game, you get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, wow. There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. Good morning to you, Matt, as we record on Wednesday, the 1st of February. Can you imagine we've a, we've a month of 2023 over us already? Good morning, Jake. Absolutely. And uh, we, we, we've quite an awful lot packed into that month when you look at it, you know. Um, like um, we'd say almost two rounds of the Football League, round of the Hurling League coming up, the ladies' football. So, um, and uh, we'd say Brough reaching an All-Ireland semi-final and being crowned Munster champions. Um, we have, we have, you know, we have two Limerick colleges in colleges finals this weekend. We may not be in the Hafty Cup final, but we're in the B and C finals. So, and um, we, we we have the Sigerson and Fitzgibbon Cup, and UL are in the semi final of, of the Sigerson Cup after last night, and in the quarter final of the um, of the um, Fitzgibbon it's Cup, given. and um, potential for um, for Mary I and. Um, um, formerly LIT um, TUS um, to, make, to, to make it to the quarterfinals as well so quite an awful lot has happened during, during the month of of, um, of January you, you would have to say I suppose Jack that weather wise during the month of, of January it, it was not too unkind um, for, for the organising and, and, and playing of games you would have to say like um I was in Kalidi last Saturday. Jack, the pitch was pristine there. It, it was simply immaculate. And, you know, ta- talking to some connections from both of the teams after, they just couldn't believe the quality of the pitch at this time of the year, that a pitch anywhere would be, would you know, but, you know, more about that and on. We'll be talking about rough straight win. Uh, I know later on the programme. Yeah, no, and fair play to the, the the staff or I suppose the volunteers and local clubs that are making pitches possible playing this year. I haven't come across any poor pitches yet, so that's a, an indictment to them. But before we get into the action this weekend, we had the, the sad passing last week of Colin Maloney. He would have been um, a secretary with the Limerick Ladies Football for, for a while and you would have known him, Matt. Yeah, my, you know, I'm, I'm deeply, deeply saddened and, and extremely, extremely shocked to hear of the untimely passing of Colin Maloney. 
um, as I said to you off air, he, he had been secretary of, of the um, the um, Limerick Ladies football around the time of the All-Ireland win in 2018. And um, I think more recently he has been secretary of the, the South Liberties GA Club. Um, he, he he was a very, very efficient and affable individual was Colin, Colin Maloney. And he, he, he'd be sadly missed and... Um, I, I would like to extend the, 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 the sympathy of, of Treaty Talk to his to his mother and to his family and also to Adian and the staff at Elm Court where, where he worked and where he will be sadly missed. Yeah, I'll extend those condolences as well. Another one of the, the GA community lost, but not forgotten. Um, moving into to this okay, weekend. I can know we had... a more pleasant note before. I was out at a very pleasant function. On, on Saturday night, um, it, it, it was the Galtie Gales um, Victory Social. And it was Victory Social with a difference, Jack. First of all, it was the Galtie Gales Ladies um, Club and the GA coming together to celebrate, wait for it, the winning of six county titles during 2022. The ladies won four and the men's won, won two. You had the ladies winning the County Junior A, the Intermediate League, the County Under 19B, and the County Novice. And you had the, the, the you had the, the boys not to be outdone. They completed uh, under 21B and under 19B doubles. Double. Yeah, they, it, 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 it was a fantastic night. It was it was absolutely incredible um, to see um, six trophies on 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 the, the at the top table, all won within the space of the last year. And um, yeah. uh, the the special the special guest on 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 the night was um, appropriately uh, um, one of the greatest players that ever played ladies football. And an eight times All Ireland winner with Cork, Juliet Murphy, who came and gave gave a very nice address um, before making the presentation. And um, Dennis Carroll, um, our Munster Council representative, was there on behalf of Limerick GA. And Dennis gave an address, and he he presented the medals to the men folk. But um, you know, you, you say it's it, it's a victory social, so what? But to me, it was a victory social with a difference. I have been going yeah. around to a lot of things over the years, but I, I've I've never seen anyone with with six county titles in the one year. Yeah, it's an awful lot. I know KP had their their social over the weekend. That's dating back to I think when they won the twenty twenty hurling. So they've won an awful lot since then. But it's great to see socials being done over across the county, and also for the the men and ladies to come as one as they did in Galtigale. So. Um, hopefully, hopefully, Ballyseen will have one for that 21s team later on in the year. But you're going to come in there. With that's that's the second unique feature of it, Jack. You know that the, the fact yeah. that the two clubs came together and and you know it augurs well for for the future and possibly because we're we're going to be moving into the era. Um, depending on the outcome of the Maccabees report, Jack, we're going to be doing, we're going to be moving into the into the one club era. Yeah, I and think that's the way forward, and hopefully, this, the sooner it gets done, the better. But um, we'll move into the hurling if you don't mind, because we do have a, a big game to look forward to this Saturday night. It's the second meeting of Limerick and Cork already this year. 
I think there's probably more on the line. I think it's fair to say this time around, um, we're in Parky Cueve at half seven on Saturday evening. Uh, Limerick coming to the game, obviously, is three in a row at Ireland champions, four in a row, Munster champions. But over the last two years, the league probably hasn't gone the way they'd hoped. They've obviously rectified it, gone down the stretch. But would you see maybe more of a focus from Limerick in the league this year, do you think? Yeah, it's, it's very, very hard to call it, Jack. You possibly, you possibly will. Um, uh, they, they, obviously, they got two games in, in, in preparation in the Munster, in the Munster Senior League. But as, as, as you can recall, um, uh, the, the teams that lined out in the Munster C, Senior League, like um, whilst there was a considerable resemblance between the team that faced Cork to that that faced Kerry, I think those sides are going to bear very little resemblance to the team that John Kiley will name for Saturday. And um, I think we will get a sense of how Limerick are approaching the league when we see what the lineup will be on Saturday uh, as to how many of the big-name players will be rolled out. Now, we know for certain, what we do know for certain is that Dermot Burns will not be available as he's travelling at the minute. And we know that Mikey Casey won't be available because he has... He hasn't fully recovered, but thankfully Mikey's on the way back. Um, yeah. But we, we we will get a sense of Limerick's approach to it. And like you, you couldn't have um, if if you reflect on on the twenty twenty two league, Jack. Um, you know, there's a sharp contrast between um, Limerick and Cork, uh, as you rightly flagged. Limerick, Limerick really they, they lost the first three games out of five last year. They then yep. drew with Clare and had had a good win over Offaly in the final round um, to get out of the clutches of 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 of, of, of relegation. Um, Cork, meanwhile, like four straight wins in in the first round, first four rounds of the league, lost to um, to Wexford uh, down in Wexford Park in what was a dead rubber game. Cork had already qualified for the semi final, then went on to beat. Um, Kilkenny down in Parker Creeve in 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 the um, in the league semi final and Jack the expectation from a Cork point of view was that they would complete the job when they faced Waterford in the in the league final, but that didn't happen. Now I I, I can tell you that there's an insatiable appetite at the moment in Cork to get their hands on silverware. Like the the the, 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 the Cork statistics and and their relationship to silverware. Are damning, if you like. Um, Cork haven't won the league for twenty-five years, Jack. Yeah, they won it in nineteen ninety-eight when 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 Dermot O'Sullivan led them to victory over Waterford. They've won in All Ireland since two thousand and five. That's <coughs> eighteen years ago, which in Cork is a lifetime. You know. And, um, yeah, it is. So, it, like so for Cork, you, you, it's you, probably you, 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 you contrast that with the success that Limerick have enjoyed in recent years. And <clears throat> um, in in term in terms of of, of who wanted most, no matter what happens, it'll have to be Cork. Yeah, it it, it, it is Cork in a way, but for Limerick, you know. Limerick won't play a bad team. There's no, there's no fear of that. And you say there, it'll be interesting to see. I probably would imagine you'd probably have, let's say, eight to eleven of the All Ireland winning team. But then you'd have a couple sprinkled in, and you know the the quality in Limerick means that there's going to be no bad team. But you do make a good point there with Cork. It probably means more to them. 
But for Limerick, there probably is a feeling that last year, Galway got close, Kilkenny got close, and Clare got close, that you probably want to put out a marker as well in the league, that we are still the team to beat and we are still the best team in the country. It is kind of a catch-22 because you don't want to be on the on the 3rd or 4th of February, you know, hitting your peak. But at the same time, the season is so short now, it is, it is hard to pick it up. Limerick have done in the past, but it, it, it's, it's, a, it's an intriguing one all the same. It is, but like Jack, if you look back, if you reflect back on last year and see what bearing the league, uh, the league game had in the championship, the answer oh, is yeah, none. Well, yeah, like, I, Cork won the league game by nine points. Limerick won the championship game by eleven. Yeah, I remember being at that league game in in the Gaelic Rounds, and I, I was actually very worried at the time that you know this is the Cork team that we've been promised. Um, and you know they were they were exceptional today, but Limerick just turned it around. Um, come the championship, but with the likes of, of Dermot away and Mike Casey and Keen Lynch isn't back yet. Now I know Peter Casey is a full championship under his belt, but mightn't be in county centres. There is there is an opportunity for players to come in, and we talk about it every week. New players coming in, but there is a huge opportunity there, um, for lads to stake their claim because it's been the same team three years in a row, um. Obviously, Graham Mulcahy and Peter Casey have shifted positions um, and Shane Sonnigan, I think, in 2020 wasn't starting till the semi-final. But it has been, you know, fairly straightforward picking the team that if Kylie is to shuffle his deck, it's now that players on the fringes will be wanting to have their say. Yeah, he's from a start, if you're, if you, if you're, if you're talking about um, how many of the All-Ireland team um, will, 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 will feature on Saturday night, first of all, John has got to find a, a three and a five. As the, the, yeah. That's two defenders that he will have to find. And um, like certainly during the during the, the Munster League campaign, there were a few hands put up for the number five shot. And um, like, is, is it going to be a straight battle between Mark Quinlan and 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 um, Colin Coughlin to come in for that for that jersey at full back? Then you have versatility, like you have. You have Richie English who can seamlessly move in full back. You've Dan Morrissey who can move to full back. Um, you've even Sean Finn who can move to full back. So, like, there, 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 just, there, are, there are so many options back there. Now, there's a possibility, I suppose, that we may see Kane Lynch. Yeah, I, I was going to come to. <laughs> and I, I, I would imagine that if we see Kane Lynch, it would be a cameo appearance, I would imagine. Yeah, I don't think there, I don't think there is much point. Obviously, the SNCs will know a lot more than us, but it's probably going to be either very hard ground below in Parkway, depending on weather, or else very soft this time of year. You know, it's either going to be freezing or quite wet. So I don't think for ankle and hamstrings, it's the best time. But it would be good to see him because it will take a while to get back to full fitness. He'll be one of the first names on the team sheet come championship if he is fit. But I suppose you talk about versatility there. If Keane is to come back in, he'll probably go to 11. You're going to have to find a place for Kyle Hayes because he's definitely going to start as well. If he moves back to wing, you know, Dan Morris can start in a three very easily that we could be just going back to the 21 team. But there's also, we spoke at depth about the players. You mentioned two of them, Colin Coughlin and um, Mark Quinlan. In the forwards, there probably isn't as many lads putting their hand up for selection, I think it's fair to say. No, no, no. Um, um, it, 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 it will be. Um, you, you, you know, I, I, I can't. Well, of course, Shane O'Brien. I thought, 
Um, you know, no, um, Aidan O'Connor did all right in patches, you know, <coughs> in, in the first game against Cork, certainly has a future at this level, but needs more time and needs more game time. <coughs> Excuse me, something gone with my breath. Um, uh, it's it's very, very hard to see um, the tried and trusted, um, um, you know, in not being included in the forward line now. Um, I, I, I've been usually impressed with Shane O'Brien uh, right through the championship in Limerick last year. And um, and um, certainly I thought he, he did his chances no harm in, in his appearances um, against Cork and against, against Kerry. So um, he, he is one that, that, that's, that stood out for me now. It, it, it was good to see um, Pat Ryan back getting game mm. time. Um, also see Barry Murphy getting some game time and Dan O'Connor getting game time. They're, 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 they're fringe players who who really have never left the side down when they've been called upon. And um, they, they got some game time and part in game time during the Munster League. So um, whether any of those will come into to John Kiley's thoughts, we, we, we just don't know. Um, we have learned a long, long time ago, Jack, um, how futile it is to be second-guessing John Kiley. Yeah, 100%. I, I think, you know, you mentioned a lot of younger players there, but I suppose there there is people like, you know, Dave Reedy, um, Richie English, Aaron Costello that are, you know, they're, they're out of the underage ranks a good few years at this stage that I thought Dave Reedy the last few games last year in the championship that he was staking his claim. I'd say he was very close to starting the All-Ireland but his impact off the bench is, is such that you kind of want him coming off. But the likes of himself, and I mentioned Richie, is, all, is always brilliant when he's when he's called upon. That they, Those lads, you know, might put a push on in the league to say, well, we're sick of being on the bench. We want to start now. That I think it could be a, a really good league for Limerick with just the amount of competition there is for places there. Oh, yeah, sure. Like the, 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 the competition is, is, is just going to be fantastic. Like, and... and um, um, as as you say, like the 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 squad is extremely strong and possibly has got stronger, um, not notwithstanding the absence of Dermot Burns and 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 Mikey Casey. So, um, it it will be a very very strong squad that will go down to Lee side on 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 um, on Saturday night. But for a lot of the players, of course. It will be a first outing of the season, and I suppose there'll be a small. I know they probably have an awful lot of work done, but there will be a certain amount of, of um, game rustiness and all that sort of thing. You 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 probably see the like of Willem O'Donoghue and all those back now, possibly Garrod Hegarty back and um, Seamus Flanagan. You know Barry Nash. I think all these lads will 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 will. It'll be interesting to see if if Declan Hannan will start. Yeah. Um you know on on uh, at the weekend so um like you, you know De- Declan has played so much of it that you know that John Kylie may opt to use him sparingly during the, the during the the league um he's such a critical um part of the makeup for for the championship um so like look make no mistake about it John Kiley and his management team will have one eye on the summer, Jack. Yeah, 100%. And just finally on this game, you mentioned it there, just came to a head. The goalkeeping 
situation, we've obviously been very blessed with Barry Hennessy that if anything happened to Nicky, we had already made a replacement there. And thank God that never happened to Nicky only that once. But Barry actually, you know, he started a month's championship game, played a load of league games. You're, you now have the situation where David McCarthy and Jamie Power haven't started a league game, haven't started a championship game. Do you blood those guys now so that if, if the worst case scenario come in, that they're ready to go? Or do you just pray to God that Nicky will be all right for another year? I I, th- I think they'll go with Nicky. I think they'll go with Nicky. Um, like the 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 whole goal goal goalkeeping um, uh, slots are very fluid fluid at the moment. Like you you have David McCarthy in pole position to to replace Barry Hennessy. You have um, for the third goalkeeping slot. You have Jamie Powers in the mix. Is Jason Gillan in the mix? Possibility of Connor Handley Clark. Yeah. They're both they're both hurling the college. I don't know if they're in with Limerick, but they're they're definitely both hurling at the moment. Jason's obviously in fits yeah. and Connor Handley is playing freshers with UL and has won a league already. But I think I don't know, have Limerick had four goalies at any stage? I think they might have in nineteen, I'm not sure, but It'll be interesting to see do those lads get a run out. But, um, but Jack, you, you, your the, the initial point you made about it is absolutely totally correct. Like we 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 have we've named four goalkeepers. They are all excellent goalkeepers, but they lack that crucial thing called game time, and game yeah. time in the league because there, there there is no doubt whatsoever. Like that 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 the league is a step up from from the Munster Senior League. Yeah, hundred percent. And you then know, there's another and, step in um, the championship. Like, all right, the Munster Senior League, you're playing into county, um, but you really get big game uh, experience when you go into the league for first time. You know, and the league itself doesn't compare with the championship, as we know. So it's a, it's, it's it's a step thing, a gradual thing, but sure. um, yeah, um, it, it'll be interesting. I think David McCarthy's in pole position. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. I, I do think that yeah, and, as well. Um, and I, I'm not being parochial on that, Jack, but I, I think he's a damn good goalkeeper. Uh, has a very, very good puck out. And, and something that, that Limerick haven't used, Jack, um, at, at all, but I, I've seen it with Glenn Rua, um over the last number of years. He is an absolutely fantastic long-distance free-taker. Yeah, I suppose... We do have a certain Dermot Burns that you know. I'm sure Nicky would yeah. would take him if needs be. But we have a we have a Dermot Burns back there that you know it means that we don't have to rely on the goalies. But it is a weapon that you know the likes of Owen Murphy and them have. But when you have a Dermot Burns, you don't need to to delve into that. Yeah, kind of but you need, you always need backup on all these things. Yeah, I know, but sure, Declan. No, Hannon I I, a, I, I a... thought we'd see David having taken some of the line. I'm talking about 80, 90 meters, and he can plant yeah, but... him. You know. And I suppose he, he, that... can do it, he can do it on a consistent basis, Jack. Yeah, well, look, the more the more free takers you have, the merrier. But we are blessed in the backs that I know Colin Cotton takes long range frees, Barry Nash is well able to take frees, Declan Hannah was a free taker and still is a free taker for a dare, you know, out the field. So we are looking in that sense. But you you take all 15 if they could take frees anyway, because you never know, you know, who, who's on at any given time. But we'll park the hurling there for a minute. I'll get back to you in a while because I just want to go through. The league itself as a whole before it kicks off the, the hurling league but we did have football at the weekend matt um limerick were in derry to take on uh i suppose last year's all-ireland semi-finalists and 
league favourites alongside Dublin in Owen Beg. Um, 16-4 it finished. Now, neither of us were there. You're on your line of highlights and people's reports. I did listen to the match, but I think it's fair to say it was expected that there would be a golfing class 16-4. makes it look... It, it, it's tough reading, I think it's fair to say, but Ray Dempsey spoke well afterwards about getting experience and, and showing these lads um, where they need to get to. And I think it's fair to say, Derry, we'll start with Derry, we'll obviously have done this weekend. It wasn't the game that Limerick were targeting to win. I think it's fair to say that. They were never going up to Derry thinking we have to win this game. There is going to be, I suppose, less formidable challenges down the way and also at home, which will make it a little bit easier. But to start the league with a 12-point victory is disheartening. It is. Um, but but for, from what I'm reading and from what I'm hearing and the, the, the few snippets of it that I saw, um, uh, the, the, for the first 50 minutes, Limerick were well with Derry. But of course, the unfortunate thing about it is it's a 70-minute game. But um, the... He, he, the, the performance in the first 50 minutes, Jack, would probably have taken Limerick considerably further against the weaker lights or the lesser lights in, 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 in the group. But, but right from the start, before the ball was kicked, I suppose when the group was, when the division was decided last year in the aftermath of the promotion and division of the 2022 league, the two standout teams in Division 2 for 2023 were Derry and Dublin. And like yeah. it's it's just unfortunate, um, the randomness of, of of the scheduling of 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 the games that that Limerick, a newly promoted team, should be facing um, the two strongest teams in it. And I I think to you know I I I would be awfully surprised, Jack, and even at this remove, um, we're only heading into the second round at the weekend. If it's not a Derry Dublin Division Two Division Two final, because they they seem to be two standout teams who who are a cut above the rest. Now that could all change. Like we saw a great performance by Colomore Work and Meath down down in Cork last week. So yeah, you just don't know. But Limerick were misfortunate in or unfortunate in that they 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 they, they drew both Derry and Dublin in the first two rounds, and it didn't give them a chance. Uh, it gave them little chance and little leeway to get off to a, to a, to a good start. But um, having said that, um, it, it's a levering curve for Limerick when you move up a division. That there is always a gap. We saw we saw that the gap that was between Division Four and Division Three, and how Limerick surmounted it and how they bridged it. And um, uh, but possibly the, the the gap from Division Three to the, Division Two. Is probably greater, uh, is greater, but probably a considerably bit greater than than the difference between four and three. If you get my drift, yeah, I I, I do under, I do agree with that. But at the same time, if you were picking your top eight teams in Ireland, Derry and Dublin are a hundred percent in the top eight. Dublin are probably number two, and Derry are probably four or five. So I mean, we'll probably we'll probably get more of an indication of where Limerick are at. In round three, I think the first two rounds are pretty much a free hit for Limerick. Would you agree in the fact that it's Derry and Dublin, two of the best in the country? It's just the nature of the league. There are going to be good teams in Division Two, but I definitely have Derry above 
you know, probably Ross Common, Donegal at the moment, even Tyrone. You know, you'd have Dublin ahead of everyone, Bar Kerry, if not ahead Debbie of them. Ahead of, Ma- uh, Debbie ahead of Monaghan, there's nothing to doubt. Um, ahead of Armagh, Derry on the top four teams in the country, Jack. And yeah, so, well, so Dublin, our... you're, me- you're, me- you're meeting two teams um, in your first two rounds that are in the wrong place. If if if, oh, if yeah. it's based on 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 current form, current standard, they should be both in Division One. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and before we get into to Dublin, just a general, and you can include Dublin in this, but a general look around Division Two because you're saying Derry and Dublin are ahead of everyone else. Kildare probably on that next um, rung of the ladder, and then you have the other five: Limerick, Loud, Clare, Mead, and Cork. You know, four of those played each other. Clare left it very late against Loud and Mead's goals beat Cork. But there probably isn't much between those teams. And obviously last year, um, Limerick lost to Loud by point in the league around Robin Sage, lost by, I think, three or four in the league final. But beat Clare, pushed Cork all the way in the qualifiers. That Limerick are at that level. It's just the first two rounds... Um, Will probably yeah, it, and and that's the point I made at the outset. Had they met one of the or one of even one of the other five, um, uh, where they would have stood a decent chance of winning the game, you know, it it, it would it, it would it would what I what I feared, Jack, and what I feared when I saw the schedule, um, was that Limerick would be sitting on no points after two games. And yeah, I, um, look, it's going to take an, an astronomical effort. For Limerick to get points against Dublin, you know, it would take an, a and, huge um, effort. I, for I, any I, team. I wonder what does that do for confidence. I, I'd be a small bit worried on that one, but um, I, I, I think the lads will probably be pragmatic enough to know right. We're here against two of the top four teams in the country who should be in a, t- a higher division. You know, and they, they, they'll probably say to themselves, and let's hope they get something out of the Dublin game. Although I find it very, very hard to see. They'll probably say, hey, who's then the third round? Um, um, loud away. Loud, loud away. They, they'll probably say to themselves, you know, our, our, our challenge for survival and consolidation starts here. Yeah, I would think you know, round three to, to seven are your rounds. You have Loud away, then Cork away, Clare home, Kildare home. I think you have Mead away then to finish the league. But it's a free hit. But we will, we will touch uh, on Limerick versus uh, Dublin this weekend. First and foremost, we'll say at the start of, of 2020, Dublin were aiming, they were going aiming for six in a row. They went away and completed that. Limerick were in Division 4. So if you had said three years later that Limerick and Dublin would be in the same league, you know, no one believed you. They wouldn't have believed, first and foremost, that Limerick would have got two promotions. But they never would have thought you know Dublin would have came down. So for Limerick to actually be competing against Dublin says an awful lot. I, I, yeah, I, 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 you know, it's, 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 it's kind of an unreal match, a totally unexpected match. If you go back as far as twenty eighteen, Jack, and that, then in my preview, that's as far back as I went. Um, Dublin won the league. Limerick got three points in Division Four, from a draw with London and a one point win over Waterford. They didn't do much better in twenty nineteen. They had just two wins over London and Waterford. But like. 2020, it all took off, as you said, three years ago. But I, I, I think what what kickstarted, uh, what kickstarted uh, the rise of Limerick football, 
was that surprise win, but surprise to most people, but not a surprise to Billy Lee and his men, when they went to Tullus and beat Tipperary in the championship in 2019. Yeah. Now, they suffered a heavy defeat to Cork afterwards. But back then, there was a belief at that stage that, you know, that they could do it and went on the following year, won the McGrath Cup in January and really hit the ground running in the league then. Oh, yeah. It's you know, pretty much an, an upward trajectory ever, it's, ever it's, since. It's, it's, for it's, it's an upward trajectory. But, of course, um, it, 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 it's, it's, it's sort of a confluence of events in, in so far as that Dublin lost their Division 1 status. And um, it, 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 it coincided with um, Limerick taking another, another step in, in the upward trajectory in their fortunes and, and reaching Division, division 2. Yeah. But like you're right, three, four, five years ago, Dublin playing. Um, if if you said to somebody, we we'd be we'd be playing Dublin in the National Football League. The person you said it to would be entitled to call the guards. They think you were gone off your game. Yeah, you you would have been considered mad at that stage. But that's that's the way the way we are. And and you know, look, it, it's going to be very difficult for Limerick. There's no two ways about that. You know, we saw the golf in Derry, and Dublin are probably better than Derry as well. You know. But to have but the likes one of... thing is, of course, but you you made the point that the Kildare would probably be the third team in it, and they they possibly are. Like Kildare pushed Dublin all the way in Croke Park last last weekend. Yeah, and they beat them all last the way. There was, there was, a, there was only one point in it. So, um, I I'm asking myself the question, and it will be only answered this weekend. Are Kildare very good, or, or are Dublin not as good as we think they are? It's probably a mix of both this early. Because I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Derry were to top this group now. I would think it'll come down to where they play, um, where Dublin play Derry. I'll just check it here. Derry are at home in round five. Yeah, I wouldn't be, I would be incredibly shocked, but I, I would be very surprised if it wasn't Derry in Dublin. At the end of it, as you said at the start. Well, but I, I'm, for... I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's going to be Derry Dublin unless there's a massive shock along the way. Oh, now, at the outset, be... I was saying last week when we were looking at the Limerick Derry game, I, I was saying watch Cork in the football. Um, I, I have serious reservations and second thoughts about that with the way, first of all, the way they lost to Meath, number one, and secondly, the way that their defence was opened by Meath on three or four occasions. Yeah, like, I can um, see three, fourteen. Uh, you like you imagine, they, they they could have got a couple more. So, um, if if there's frailties at the back, I, I I'll tell you there are no better teams than the like of Dublin, and and um, Derry to exploit it. And from a Cork point of view, they go to Kildare this weekend. And yeah, it, it, it was. It, it, it's a game if they're to harbour any any promotion ambitions whatsoever, they dare not lose, because they still have have Derry and Dublin in the ether. Yeah, I think um, when you score 19 points in a football game, you'd be expected to win. So to, to score 19 and still lose says a lot about your defence. But I, look, it, it's early days for Cork. I don't think they'll be relegated. I think they're probably a bit a step above those other five teams I mentioned. But it, like you can be dragged into relegation very quickly in a division like this. Um, Loud and Clare, did you pay much heed to that? or? Well, I, 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 I paid as much heed as... As I could in, in in so far as that um, I was I, I'd be looking at and at Loud and Clare as two possible win games for Limerick. Yeah, and, and I think the I, way I, 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 I would see the Limerick Clare and the Limerick Loud games 
as as being you know going a long long way in deciding Limerick's faith in the in the group in the division. Yeah, and the fact that they there was a one point win for Clare would give you confidence that Limerick beat Clare in their last time they played them in last year's championship in Ennis. They'll have them at home in the league. I think I'm fairly sure. So it looks like it's going to be very close at the bottom and maybe a bit of a runaway at the other end of this table. But look, it's going to be Limerick versus Dublin this Sunday at three o'clock in the two scale of grounds. You know, you're going to have some of the stars in the country, the likes of Brian Fenton, uh, your Conor Callahan's, your Mike Fitzsimons. These boys coming to Limerick. It's it's a good day for Limerick football in general that we're now playing at this level. Hard to see the result going our way, but you know that we are actually playing these teams is just showing that Limerick are definitely going in the right direction. So the best to look to Ray MC and his team. And look, we won't. Yeah, and I suppose that boosted by the fact, that, and, and and it was great to see it last weekend um, that Hugh Burke has fully recovered from injury and got some game time in Derry, and probably is nailed on to 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 um to 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 start. And um, we, you know, um, I understand that Ray Dimsey confirmed after after the game that Brian Donovan is closing in on a return as well. So, um, if if we were to have Dara Tracy maybe at midfield, you know, it would be a big big plus. So, um, yeah, look, um, you'd be just hoping for the best. I suppose Ray Dimsey will be looking for a performance first and foremost, and. Then to see where where will it take him, but it's very very hard to see um, Dublin arresting there or Limerick arresting. Now they've only met three times ever in twice before in competition, Jack. And you were not. I can confirm that you were not around when they met for the first time. They met for the first time in the 80, 1896 All Ireland final. You weren't there, Jack. I take it. You were away no, that day. I was away. I was belly bunion. And. <laughs> and Limerick won at one five to seven points. Now they met in the league in the Gaelic grounds in two thousand and seven. Yeah. And Dublin won it, fourteen point. points to to one ten. So there, there's been only a point in it in the two previous meetings. <laughs> so they're level going into the into the, the third game. The on scoring difference that level, Jack, and then and games won and. Lost that 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 level. So the um, series decider this Sunday in, in the Gaelic crowns in Limerick and Dublin. But you know, it, it, it's going to be hard for Limerick. But it'll be interesting to see the Dubs come into town because you know they still they still maintain a good share of that team that won eight All Irelands in ten years. So just to see them in the flesh will be look. It'd be like seeing Dave Clifford. You'd, you'd go out in here regardless of the result. You just talk about Hugh Burke there. Um, obviously, there's there's a bit of bad news on Brian Fanning. He had to go off injured at halftime. Yeah, doesn't no, look like he doesn't look like he'll make Dublin this weekend. And I think we did our MVPs last year. I think Brian was in both of our teams. So vital to everything Limerick do. So please God, it, it's not a, as bad as feared because. Look, we can do without him against Dublin when we're back against it, but the likes of the Louds away and the Clares at home, that's when you want a man like Brian Brian Fanning. He obviously got the goal in the championship last year, so please God, Brian will make a swift recovery. And if you have him back and Brian Donovan, as you said, um, the likes of Dara Tracy, Hugh was back now. Um, you're, looking, you're looking at a far more formidable Limerick team. Um, staying on football, and just we got an announcement well, there. Yeah, last... I just like to concur with you there, and wish 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 Brian a speedy recovery there, and and uh, agree with ev everything that you've said about him. He is a crucial cog in that Limerick team, 
and um, it, 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 it is definite. Ray Dempsey confirmed it after the game in Derry that you know he really is in a race against time um, uh, to be fit to face the Dubs. Yeah, so this wishes to Brian there, and hopefully he makes a full recovery. Uh, last night we got the news um, that we have our captains for the Limerick under twenties. Uh, the captain and vice captain Father Casey's Dara Buckley is the captain, and Ballystine's David O'Shaughnessy is vice captain. Now, I can't say I've seen much of Diarmid. He was obviously cornerback for the senior team and, and he was part of the team that won the, the Premier on 21s. But for Davey, um, I think it's just reward for him. He's been probably Ballycene's best player over the last two years since he made the step up um, for minor. He was obviously the top scorer for us when we won the 21s county. So a big congratulations to Darren Buckley and David O'Shaughnessy. And since we started recording that, I got an email um, with the team. Now I must make sure that there's no um, there's no thing to stop us sending out for a while. But sure, I'll run through the team. Yeah, anyway. I, I was expecting it. I knew I knew it was coming, Jack. But um, um, I probably haven't the same level of technology as you have. Yeah, um, it's to be. I, I must concede that to you. But um, they're they're heading into they're heading into the Limo Connor Cup now, Jack. Which is yeah. a preseason under under twenty tournament, and they 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 will have games with Offaly, um, Clare and Tipperary, uh, um, which 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 will be a nice warm up for for their championship opener. Now we saw the draw for the Munster Championship was made last Thursday night, Jack. Yeah, and we saw for a second year in a row, even though prior to last year I think Limerick and Waterford hadn't met for over twenty years in the Munster Championship. Or it was a long time anyway, but um, they meet now for two years in a row. So Limerick, believe it or not, will have home advantage, Jack. But were they to overcome Waterford, they will travel to Cork for the semi-final. And um, it's, it's it's all happening in a very close time frame in early April, I think. Um, and it's on a Monday night. The championship is is, is going to be on Monday evenings, um, which 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 is a new departure. But um, they they, 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 they they will play Waterford in the opening round and they will play Cork seven days later. But getting back to the Liam O'Connell Cup, Limerick were in them, have been in this competition for the last couple of years and with the same three counties. And you must remember, Jack, that just two years ago, um, Offaly, who were in the Liam O'Connell Cup, went on to win the All-Ireland on the 21 to yeah. or on the 20 title. So... Um, um, it, it it'll be a very very interesting warm up. Like it's it's it, it, I think the counties are graded to a certain degree because with the Cork and Kerry's, Dublin's and Galway's, they're they're playing for the John Cairns Cup. Um, it's their preseason under twenty. The the, the late John Cairns and All Ireland winning goalkeeper with Cork. Um, so um, you know there'll be there'll be a couple of good warm up games. Um, for for Limerick and and um, as as you said, it'll be very very interesting to see that panel. Obviously, um, I knew it was coming this morning, but um, it hadn't come by the time we had gone on air. So, um, I, I, I I'll, I'll retreat when we're finished the podcast and study it, Jack. Yeah, I'm. Look, there's obviously going to be names on it that we know um, from last year, but it's always exciting to see these teams and. The way the year is going already, we're already into February. It won't be long till we get to that April 10th date. And we'll also have the 20s hurling as well. But the best look to, to yeah, but these, these, are, these games are going to be, these are kind of cup games are coming up in February, Jack. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The league will be on fairly soon, so we kick into gear and. I'm not sure if the notification you got contains the dates for them, but I, I certainly had the dates before Christmas, and I, I published them before Christmas. I don't have the dates on me now, but yeah, yeah. Look, with the best look to to those boys, um, leading out their team. Um, briefly, UL last night, um, dethroned, uh, NUIG, UCG, the University of Galway, everyone to call it. Um, brilliant game blow in Dangan. They won by a point, I think, after extra time. They were ahead in normal time. Um, a Paul Walsh goal, chip the keeper. Um, brilliant chip of the keeper with about ten to play, but. Always All Ireland captain, um, All Ireland final captain, I suppose. Sean Kelly got the leveler, but um, UL found the winners next time. Some brilliant performances throughout the field. St. Kieran's as John Hayes started, played his part. Um, Owen McLaughlin was very good. Derek Cashman from Cork was very good as well. So good to see UL um, in the semi final. They still haven't won the competition. They're obviously beaten in last year's final, but uh, to knock out, yeah. Galway, who would have been so good so far, was another good sign and a step in the right direction for Declan Bruder. That all bowls boasts well for Limerick football. We also have Toos in um, Fitzgibbon Cup action this Thursday. They play TU Dublin. They just need a win to go into the quarterfinals alongside Joel. Mary Iyer hoping for um, a favour from DCU against Carlo Demi tonight, I think. They need car. They need uh, DCU to win by four points to to go into the quarterfinals, and they were unlucky, I suppose, in both their games. They they felt a, a late equaliser against Carlo and a late goal against DCU. So hopefully Carlo or DCU can do them a favour this evening. So the best look to all Limerick colleges, as you said at the start, UL are safely through to quarterfinal and yeah, they're, they're, they're safely through and 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 saw DCU Docus um through they 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 beat um M M T U from Cork last night, beat them quite convincingly um uh two twelve to nine points. Pretty even first half in that game. Um and the other two um quarterfinals are on this evening. Um we have UCC traveling to um to Abbottstown in Dublin to to play same Mary Belfast, and then we have an all Dublin quarter final between TU Dublin and and UCD. So the lineup for the last four of the Sigerson Cup will 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 be decided within the next twenty four hours, Jeff. Yeah, but and the, the lineup for the quarter finals of the Fitzgibbon Cup should be completed this evening as well. Um, who who we know for definite are safely through UL are safely through, um, UCC are safely through as are UCD. So after that, I I'm not quite sure who else is safely through, but there 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 isn't um there there are not eight places at stake this evening. Some some of the no. some of the colleges are safely through. Well, twos are playing on Thursday afternoon, so they won't. We the winner of that game, twos mm-hmm. and um, TU Dublin will or the twos and ATU Galway will join UL from from that group. We'll yeah, know that, more. That's, we'll have... that's, that's that's going to be a very that's going to be a very interesting game and. Um, it's it, it's one the twos just have to win, Jack. I think, um, just yeah. win and it'll be enough to get to the quarter final. Yeah, the, I can't remember what the score was between twos and UL. But I know UL beat Galway by thirteen points. I don't think they beat twos by thirteen, so a draw would probably be enough for twos. But you look, you want to be getting into the quarterfinals yeah. with a win. I think that that's fair to say. But we'll know we'll know all the permutations. We'll know the last four in the Sigerson and the last eight in the. 
in the fits next week when we're recording. But you all are going to be in both of them anyway. Um, that's for sure. And please, Mary I and Tuz can join them in the Fitzgibbon. We also have a couple of schools, finals. Um, this weekend, I think, I know um, Palace are in the, the C final and it's Cast- Castle Trier in the B final. Yeah, Castle Trier in the B final and they're playing Hamilton High School from Bandon, um, which should be a very interesting game. Now, I I know very, very little um, uh, about uh, about um, Castle Trier other than that they beat High, sc- high School Clanmel in the semi-final. I know that Hamilton High School from from um, um, Bandon, they go they go under the Irish, uh, their name in Irish, um, which uh, you know stumps me. Um, uh, but um, they they had a good win over what was a strong Charleville team, um, Charleville CBS team, a Charleville CBS team who was coached by um, James Reardon of Temple Danton and had nine Limerick players in their squad. But Charvel pushed them, pushed them, and pushed them, and pushed them all the way, and just came up short in the end. So um, it's 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 hard enough to judge judge that particular one. So like um, Wishcastle Tri College, the very best to look now. They they would have a very generous sprinkling of players from Monaleen in 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 their squad and in their team, which um, which which should be a big 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 help. So. Um, that that will be an interesting one. Now I hope to get out to the other to the other final, which is the C final, which involves um, Salishan College Palace Kenbury, who are seeking the title for the first time since 2014, and they face Mitchellstown, who have not won it Mitchellstown CBS since um, since 2004. Now there there will be a very very interesting exchange on the line because um, two heavy hitters in, in opposite camps. Um, you've Colin Ryan, an All Ireland winner with um, Clare in 2013, and the Salishan College um, camp, and on the Mitchellstown CBS, you have the one and only um, Anthony Nash. So um, they they will be big names guiding their respective teams. The configurations of the teams are, are interesting, Jack. In that um, Salishan College Palace can a very very close <coughs> close. Uh, a, a close-knit sort of squad in that they're drawn exclusively from three clubs, Kildaimo, Palace, Kenry, um, um, Patrick Swell and Barry Brown. Um, in contrast to Mitchellstown, CBS, which are drawn from eight clubs over three counties, Cork, Tipperary and Limerick. Um, there's one player from Gary Spillane in, 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 in the squad. So, um, in, now, but both... both have been impressive in uh, on, on, on their way to the final and both <coughs> have come through the group stages unscathed. Um, uh, Solution College Palace Kenry were only in a three-team group, which they topped. They won both games and then went on and um, were involved in two Limerick derbies, beating SMI in the quarterfinal and Hazelwood College from Colohar in the semifinal. Mitchellstown, in contrast, were in a four-group group school and um, they, they, they came through with three wins out of that with full points. And they had clear opposition in both um, in both knockout games. They first of all beat Scarif, um Community College in, in the quarterfinal and then defeated Dennis Diamond in, in, the, in the semifinal. So it, it all goes well. It's all set up for a great final in Kilmallock on Saturday. And the throwing in that game is at 12 o'clock, Jack. And 
let's hope that not on, on, on Saturday night we 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 may not have we may not have the um the the um Hearty Cup this year, but we we we, we could have a colleges triple. Yeah, hopefully. BC and me. Um, we already have we already have the D in the bag with Colost and the Throcker at Keel, and let's best the best of luck to to um um to solutions and 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 to um to Castle Tri College and the good. other two finals. Now, very interesting, Jack, and we spoke about referees and Limerick referees being in demand. Um, Eamon Stapleton has been appointed to referee the Hearty Cup final. And Jonathan Hayes has been appointed to referee the Connemara final, the football equivalent. Yeah. <laughs> so, wish Eamon and Jonathan the very, very best to look in their respective finals. Yeah, and wish the referees and also the team's best luck. Hopefully, as you said, we'll have that Limerick trouble in the hurling. Um, we did have a, a big winner from Limerick over the weekend. Uh, we had Brock for Crowd Munster Jr. Hurling champions with a win over the fame and Tarlow Sarsfield. Um, oh, in Kaledi last weekend, you spoke with Kaledi at the start of the, the podcast about how well the field and everything was. But how how well did Brof play to beat such a, a historical side in Tarlow Sars to claim the Junior B Championship? And now they have an All-Ireland series to look forward to. Jack, um, I, I, I'll speak about Brough in a minute and that great win, but I have to speak about about Kilidi because, Jack, I'm in awe of Kilidi. Um, The way they run this competition and the coming together there of, of those that are involved in the Kilidi GA Club. And um, Have you been at, at, at the Kilidi competition? I haven't this year, no, but I've been there before, but I, I haven't been there this yeah, year, like no. The, 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 the sense of... The, 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 the level of organization, Jack, is, is just simply phenomenal. And I've been going there for a number of years. And every year you go, you see further and more and more investment in their facilities. They have top-class facilities, absolutely top-class facilities. Getting back to the game, Jack, your, your original question, it was a fantastic win by Brough. And um, first of all, they went into the game as outsiders, Jack, and that that was that was probably justified. And um, in so far as that, um, uh, you know, they won the semi final. Um, they they beat Six Mile Bridge, and they struggled to beat Six Mile Bridge. They they, they shot a lot of wides. Um, a lot of things didn't go right on the day, but it was their first game out. But by God, Jack, did did they did they address them in? Um, Roger Mulqueen, John Mulqueen, Morris Hare, and Brian Finn, their, their backroom team, Billy Irwin. My God, they 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 addressed them since. And just as I'm talking, um, in Brough, um, I I I would just like to mention James Dempsey, who who's been a stalwart of Brough for for um, uh, many 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 years. Always at Brough games on the, on the sideline. Um, James is hospitalised at the minute, and we wish him. The very best of luck for a very speedy recovery. Love to see James back. Hopefully, Jack, uh, James will be back for the All Ireland semi final. But he's been indisposed now for a couple of weeks, so we wish him the best of luck. But um, they faced the Tullus Sarsfield team. Um, they came in justifiably as as favourites, Jack, because they had a big win over Cork champions Fremont. Um, but that and look, <coughs> they seem to be wearing the. The favourites tag, 
very well in the first five minutes when a fella called Keane Tracy had three points on the board. And, um, uh, you know, and um, the, 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 the damning statistic from a toddler's point of view is over the next 55 minutes, they only got four scores. They got three in the first five minutes and they got four in the next 55. But that is more testimony to the way that Brough grew in, into the game. Um, and like when you talk about captaincy, Jack, you, you know, and we, we talk about it in, in, in terms of, of, of Declan Hannon time and time again, but I, I saw it being, being played out in Kiliti last Sunday when, <coughs> with a magnificent display by the Brough captain, Keen Madden, who was out, absolutely outstanding from start to finish. And um, he took the game by the scruff of the neck and he got a point when there were three down. And from that point on, Brough defence tightened, tightened, tightened. And and um, Keane Tracy didn't score again. He got three points in the first five minutes. That was his lot. Um, and you had you the defence. And, of course, they had to contend with the threat of Red Zero Grady, um, the former Tipperary player. Now, Red Zero Grady got a goal a minute after halftime. I'll come to that in a minute. But um, we had... Um, we had the rough defence tightening, and uh, Keen Madden was outstanding, leading from the front. Tony Burke and Tony Burke and and, and Keen Madden are the two survivors of. Um, they they played in in the Munster final in 2014 when Brough were beaten in the intermediate clubs final by a point by Kappa Quinn, and you David Quinn uh, David McQueen at the edge of the square full back, and directly facing Red Zero Grady, and he was absolutely immense at full back. And and they 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 Brough suddenly you know came up to the pace of the game, and after conceding the first three points, they hit the next four, and they, they were right back in it. Now David Brown at corner forward was excellent, Jack. He he got eight points. He he took a couple of frees, Jack. You know from, from a huge distance in an awkward angle and, and potted them. And and at the end, you know it it, it was scores like that that made the difference. But the work rate of Brough throughout the field was simply phenomenal. Never let um, uh, Tullus Sarsfields get into any rhythm whatsoever. It was high intensity and hugely entertaining from, from a, a neutral point of view <coughs> in that you were there in, in, in Rahina and you didn't know until the final whistle what the likely outcome was to be. But O'Grady got the goal immediately after halftime. It was a mix-up between three Brough defenders who I thought possibly left it to one another. And um, O'Grady, with all his experience, just came in and flicked it into the net. And, um, you know, there, there are few players would have spotted the opportunity that he spotted, but he spotted it and, and, and made it count. And for a long, long time, Jack, it looked as if it might be the winning score. But thankfully, um, they, 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 they only, um, Turles only got a further point in the whole game, but the game finished with four points um, from David Brown. Absolutely fantastic, uh, fantastic marksmanship uh, by um, you know I I I, I can't stress enough um, uh, the role that he played in in it. Absolutely vital. Like you had Keen Madden at the back leading from the front. You had uh, David Brown, you know, making the maximum and the opportunities for few. You have to say um, ten points to one six. I'd say that was a desperate game. It wasn't. It was tight. It was hard. Defences on top. So every opportunity had to be made to count. 
or as many as possible. And and by God, David Brown did that. An excellent win for Brough. They go forward now to an All Ireland semi final on Saturday week when they'll play the Leinster runners up, <coughs> who are St. Martin's Kilkenny. Now, if memory serves me correct, but I'm subject to correction on this, Jack, St. Martin's have won the competition before and have an awful idea that they beat. Um, if you give me a second, I'll check it now. I might be, I might be, as I say, no, I wasn't drinking last night, Jack, in case you think. Oh. As I know what you were thinking straight away. I yeah, I'm right. I they won it in 2010, Debbie, because I remember being at it, and I think it was a replay now, but I'll have to check. They beat St. Mary's Rectil in the final. Oh, the okay, final. Can, uh, can get a, a semblance of revenge for, for the Limerick side. But yeah, look, it's an incredible yeah, I, the, 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 the level of improvement that I saw in Broth from the semi final to the final, I, I'll be very happy that they will be a match for anybody. And, and yeah, well, we look they're in, the, they're, they're in the All Ireland for a reason. And, um, you know, and they, they they have as good a chance now as the next. Now, Sarsfields from Galway won the um, won the um, the Leinster Leinster um, uh, the, the the Leinster Championship or the Leinster competition in in, in Tlaidi, and they will play Tulla Sarsfields in the other semi final. Um, not this weekend, the weekend after. <laughs> well, uh, well done to to Brough, and we look forward to that All Ireland semi final in a in a in a week's time, but. Before we finish, Matt, I said we come back to well, Before I, I go away from that now, Jack, um, also the Nakaderi tournament, which is the football equivalent to Kilidi, um, mm. that gets underway this week, this weekend. Uh, on Sunday, we have the opening game between um, Kilgarvan from Kerry and Cora Clare from Clare in the first quarter final. And then the following week will be of Limerick interest because, and we'll be talking about it next week. We'll have the meeting of Demeter Mahunas from Cork against Castletown Ballet Grand from Limerick. Yeah, we, we look forward to, to that game next weekend. So well done to Brough and the best of luck to Castletown Ballet Grand. But we will be talking about that game next week. But to finish, I did say I'd come back to you um, just to finish off with the Hurling and the, the National Hurling League. Um, Limerick are in Group A with Wexford, Galway, Cork, Westmead and Clare. And then Group B is Tipperary, Walford, Dublin, Leash, Kilkenny, Antrim. Um, first and foremost, do you think Limerick will start off with a win? And who do you think will come out of Group A? Um, I have a hope that Limerick will. And I think they, 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 they have a strong chance of coming out of Group A now. Um, like, yeah, you have Wexford and you have Galway in there. Um, I, I Possibly, it's a possibility three and you have... Um, I, I'd say it's a three-way for the two places. I um, between Cork, possibly Limerick and Galway. Yeah, I, I don't know about Clare. They'll have a lot of lads playing fits and things like that. Yeah, I think Clare will will have a say in that. But um, I'd be siding with Cork. I think I just think they have an awful lot of young fellas coming through. That they'll be. The keen to hit the ground running like they did last year. I do expect Limerick to do better than it last year. Um, I think they'll beat Cork. Um, I know it's counterproductive, but I think Cork will probably be the top team in that group if I had to guess. Yeah, possibly. Um, I'm hitting it down to between three, possibly. Now, Claire might give me a good dose of egg in my face, but you know, so be it if they do, you know. But, um, 
Um, I think there'll be two from three into the semi-finals. I don't think there's semi-finals this year. Or is um, the the was semi-finals think, last year? Are they gone? Yeah, I think it's just a straight final this year. <coughs> uh, I think it's one A. The winner of one A plays one B. I think the, that's what what I'm looking at here. If, if it, it was that case, Galway, Jack. Galway, and then on the other side, Tipperary, Watford, Dublin, Leash, Kilkenny, Antrim. I fancy Tipperary. Get that bounce from Liam Cahill. I'm, I'm going to go at Watford again. Um, they're always good this time of the year, whether they can translate that now under Davy into the championship. But I do think Watford will be, they'll have the Belly Gunner boys back a lot, of, well, a share of them. I'd be going Watford and Cork final. I think it was as it was last year. Um, yeah, but please yeah. God, you'd love, you'd, love, you'd love to see Limerick there. But I think, as you said, the summertime is what they're aiming for. And there's, they can make an awful lot of history this year. Um, they could become the first Limerick team to win five in a row in Munster. They could join. Um, is it Kilkenny and Cork is the only teams to win four in a row of all Ireland's? But uh, look, that's way, that's way down the line. Um, we're just glad to have Limerick back in action this Saturday evening below in Parky Cueve. Brilliant stadium to just to, to really start your your season in Parky Cueve. But um, we'll leave it there, Matt. We've an hour and five on the clock. I think that's plenty for people to listen to on the on the first of February. Best look to both Limerick teams this weekend. Obviously, the hurlers and Saturday, and the footballers on Sunday as they as they welcome Dublin. And we'll have a bumper episode next week. But you're going to jump in there again. A happy St. Bridget's Day to everybody. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, we, have, we have a new bank holiday on Monday. How bad? Yeah, how bad is right. And we'll be reflecting well, on a lot of You'll take a long sleep, I take it, Jack. Yeah, if I, if I don't have to do a bit, I, I will be sleeping in. But uh, that remains to be seen. But a huge thank you to you, Matt, and to everyone that uh, that is, is listening or watching or whatever way you're consuming it. Make sure to, to like, share, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff, and we'll grow this ever-expanding community. But for now... Thank you, Matt, and thank you to everyone listening. We'll be back again next week. Impression again, we get all with what you put into it. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Kilkenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods, and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, what a Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of injuries. Here No sympathy in this game for anybody.